Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey back with you here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame and Florida State, 7.30 kickoff tonight at Notre Dame Stadium. All right, Kevin, do you like uh, do you like Notre Dame football stories? I do. Do you like Notre Dame stories? <laughs> I do. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of them right now. Father Joe Carey graduated from Notre Dame in 1962. He's now 80 years old. Joined the congregation of Holy Cross, ordained in 69. Returned in 77, hasn't left since. Family history dates back even longer. His dad went to Notre Dame when Rockney was the head coach. Father Joe's been listening to games on the radio as a kid. Notre Dame's the only school he applied to. Uh, <laughs> he's currently the chaplain for the Alliance of Catholic Education and a chaplain for the women's lacrosse team. Has served previously as a rotating chaplain for football and basketball. This man has stories from everything from Rockney to Montana to Catholics versus convicts and Digger Phelps. Here's Focus on Faith with Father Joe Carey. All right, Father Joe, uh, you obviously have a long and great history with with Notre Dame. You're a 1962 grad yourself, but your dad, a 1932 grad, so he was here uh, for Newt Rockney. And unfortunately, when Newt Rockney died, what are what are your memories of of the stories your dad told about Newt Rockney? Well, one of the stories he told me was that uh, um, he was a junior in the. Uh, spring of 1931 when Newt Rockney died. He, he always told a story about how uh, uh, it turned out the day before Rockney left on that plane trip with that crash, um, he was uh, walking across campus and uh, he saw a friend who also was called Rock. So he's yelling, hey, Rock. And Newt Rockney was uh, on the other direction, I guess, and heard him. And he says, hello, what do you want? <laughs> you know, and he, oh, sorry, <laughs> coach. But so then my dad played on the, uh, he, he played, uh, he was on the team. He didn't play much the next year, you know, the first year after Rockney. So his senior year, he, he had kind of was a walk on on the team, so. That was significant for my dad, and his love for Notre Dame began then. That's a really incredible so, story, and then obviously I imagine you must have grown up a Notre Dame fan. Yeah, we, we would listen to uh, every Notre Dame game on the radio, and I think it was in 1954 was the first time I saw a Notre Dame football game. There was a 39-game winning streak uh, that Notre Dame had, from 46 to, uh, I don't know whether it was 49 or 50 where the streak ended. I saw the last win of that streak of 39 games in a row. And then the next week they lost to Purdue. But every Saturday we would be listening to the radio and the importance of uh, pulling through for the Irish. And I remember in one game, which was a 14-14 tie with USC, you know, we were listening to the radio and we were on our knees praying because Notre Dame was behind and pulled it, got it into a tie. So it was so significant in my family that that was Notre Dame football was just kind of like we were devoted to it. And it was very uh, special. And that makes a lot of sense. And, and I'm, I'm curious, did you, when you were coming to Notre Dame, did you already know 
you wanted to be a, a priest and that was also a factor or did that develop once you came to Notre Dame or, or right after that? My uh, desire to be a priest, I had thought about it a little bit in high school, but I, uh, I w- actually went to a Jesuit high school in Detroit, and uh, some of the Jesuits asked me if I would, um, what do you think about a vocation to the priesthood? And I said, no, I'd rather go to Notre Dame. So um, <laughs> I just I just wanted, that was my whole goal in life. And in fact, I was... Uh, I was shocked when I got to Notre Dame in 19, the fall of 58, in that um, everyone would say, where else did you apply? And I said, I only applied to Notre Dame. I only, that's because I didn't think to, I wanted, I didn't want to go anywhere else. And luckily, I thought later on, I'm lucky I got in. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had a college to go to. Uh, but uh, so it was just kind of such an important part of my family's life and uh like i've had uh my uncle went here and four cousins and seven nieces and nephews have graduated from notre dame and i have a great niece who's a sophomore now at notre dame a manager of the football she's a manager of the football team and then a, a great nephew who's a freshman on the lacrosse team our tradition continues with these younger people so I can only imagine how special that must be for for your family that you guys are you have a connection here for I mean close to 100 years at this point. I mean it it's pretty remarkable. Right, yeah. That's something I never thought of it that way. But I, then I began thinking about becoming a priest and joining Holy Cross when I was a, a junior, but I waited till I graduated and then entered the seminary after that. I was an accounting major, so I uh, haven't used much accounting in my uh, professional career. Father Joe Carey joining us here on Focus on Faith on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Okay, we're going to jump right to it then, because you said you didn't use too much accounting, but I see there's a story out there where you had to use it in 1988, Catholics versus Convicts. And you were apparently the person that Pat Walsh said, I'm afraid I got he had made the T-shirts and he decided here, Father Joe, take this fourteen thousand dollars and secure it because I'm afraid I'm going to get robbed. Uh, So I guess you must have used your accounting somehow there. Well, I was trustworthy. I guess that was the most important thing. But uh, that move that. Catholics versus convict movie was uh, really significant because it was, uh, I was rector of Dillon Hall while it happened. And Pat Walsh lived there. Pat Creeden, who did it, lived there. Um, Tony Rice lived there. So I, that 30 by 30 movie kind of gave me a glimpse of what was happening in my life at that time. And uh, for Pat, if anyone has seen that movie, uh, it's it's a really significant movie for Pat Walsh because he got in big trouble, was uh, couldn't be a walk on on the men's basketball team, and so it, it would hurt him a lot through much of his life. And one of the things he told me was that that movie helped him heal and find reconciliation uh, in just forgiveness 
of what had happened to him and saw the beauty of his growth through that. And doing that movie and being part of it was really a significant moment in his life. And I think that's really interesting because part of sports can teach us a lot about forgiveness of our teammates, forgiveness of ourselves, and the importance of seeing that necessary in our lives so much to seek forgiveness. And Pat discovered it through that movie. What are your memories of the game from 88 between Notre Dame and Miami? It was the greatest game I ever saw. It was a beautiful fall day. Uh, It was the beginning of uh, fall break. So classes at mid-semester exams and everything had ended on Friday. The, the atmosphere for the game was electric. It was just this gorgeous October afternoon, and the game lived up to its hype. It was just so amazing. And I remember a, a student at the time who lived in Dillon told me he was supposed to leave the game at halftime to catch a flight to go home to New York. At halftime, he called his dad, and he said, Dad, this game is momentous. I can't leave it. Uh, I don't know how I'll get home, but I'm not going to be on the flight. So just know that because the game was so special. As I said, I knew Tony Rice real well, and I knew uh, several guys that lived in Dillon who put on the team. And all that, that, that atmosphere was something that I never... I don't think I've ever seen anything like that that game, but it was really very, very special. Father Joe Carey joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, our Focus on Faith interview. 1962 graduate, entered the, the Congregation of Holy Cross and uh, was ordained in 1969, returned to Notre Dame in 1977, hasn't left since. And 1977, you were there firsthand as the chaplain for the game when Joe Montana took over against Purdue and, you know, third string quarterback, who's ever going to think Joe Montana is going to be third string. And uh, he takes over, leads the Irish back and then leads them to the national championship. What was going through your mind back then when, when you're seeing the third stringer come in at at quarterback in the fourth quarter? Well, uh, we were in big trouble. I could tell that in those days, different priests would go with the team to the away game. So it was down at Lafayette and, um, you know, and it was, nothing was going well. And, uh, the first two quarterbacks got injured and here was a skinny kid that came in and, and just brought him back to victory. And he did it several other times, but, uh, no, no one ever, ever really heard of him. And here was Joe Montana doing this amazing comeback. I've seen so many amazing moments in Notre Dame football, you know, with certain individuals who've already stood out to me was, you know, like uh, the Rocket, uh, Ishmael, Jerome Bettis, who is from Detroit also, and Tony Rice was an extraordinary uh, story, such extraordinary stories of people's lives and how they were transformed and changed by Notre Dame, by what they uh, were able to be a part of here. Father Joe Carey joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, our Focus on Faith interview. 
I know you probably got to have some good Digger Phelps stories for us. Oh my God, do I? So, <laughs> Digger, uh, so I I did a, a number of uh, travel with the men's basketball team a number of times. One story, Digger thinks it happened in New York, but it, I know it happened in Chicago. We were going to play Northwestern, and when we were uh, busing to Chicago for that game, I realized I had forgotten the medals. You know, at every game, uh, before every game, we hit a mass and pass out a medal of some saint. I thought, I'm really in big trouble. So there was a guy from Chicago, a lawyer, who used to come to every game. You might have met him, Ed O'Rourke. And he was a just a diehard Notre Dame basketball fan, Notre Dame graduate and everything. So I knew Ed O'Rourke would be uh, there when the team arrived. And so I went up to him and I said, Ed, I really need to go to find a religious store to buy some medals for this game. Um, because I thought, if we lose and I forgot the medals, Digger would go berserk on me, you know, and say, <laughs> what kind of irresponsible person is this? I got, Ed O'Rourke said, sure, you can use my car. So I went around, I had to find a religious goods store and bought the medals. Digger didn't know till the end or till later that I had forgotten the original medals. And, and it was a good thing that I got them because we did lose, but it wasn't my fault. And so, but, did, uh, so did he Digger, still, did Digger, he still try to blame you for it though? Oh yeah, he 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 wrote a book. Uh, he said that I went on a road trip with them and we lost two games. And he wrote in this book uh, when we got back to campus, the Corby community had fired me as a basketball chaplain. <laughs> I said, Digger, that, that didn't happen, you know. Don't, you know. But uh, but with the Notre Dame men's basketball team. I just had some, there were some amazing experiences with that also. And I remember, uh, do you remember Orlando Woolridge? Sure. Who was, uh, uh, he was, uh, he went on to the pros and everything. But after he graduated from Notre Dame and he was in the NBA, a reporter one time asked him, you know, Orlando, you're pretty articulate and you can get up and give a nice talk. And how did you learn how to do that? And he said, from Mass. And the reporter says, what do you mean from Mass? He said, well, each one of us, each game would uh, be the reader at the Mass. So I learned how to stand up in front of my peers and read a scripture passage. And that's how I learned how to speak publicly. So I always thought that was pretty interesting that uh, uh, Orlando wasn't Catholic, but he just saw that was a valuable experience for him. And I, I had an amazing experience with Digger, one of the players who was from Marion, Indiana. Uh, his father died, so I rode down to um, Marion, Indiana with Digger, and it was just him and I in the car. And I just found we talked a lot about a lot of different things, and I just found him as a, an amazing person and always respected him even though he could uh, 
he could sometimes tell you stuff that didn't happen, but <laughs> I I remember him as a man of, I said, this is the private Digger Phelps, and that's really special. And uh, that's how he cared for his players, and that each one of them was very special, and getting to know them and see them and in that way. Finally, Father Joe, obviously we've talked about so many of these special memories that you've had, your family history. You said going to Notre Dame was, was the goal, the dream you wanted. So what has this life experience for you been like to serve God and, and to do it by being at the place that you love so much at Notre Dame? I always tell the younger rectors, be patient. These these young men that you are with now are going to grow into tremendous people who will be great husbands and great fathers. And uh, I, I get this great feeling of God's love being present at Notre Dame because of how people grow and develop, are renewed or forgiven, who, who have overcome obstacles and become people who love God and their neighbor and uh, bring uh, joy to life. So my my life has been really blessed, and I'm so appreciative is, uh, because I get to be around people who love each other, who are, have values and faith, and uh, to be able to talk to them about what they're going to do uh, with their lives. That's my uh, joy of my life. So there's a lot of, uh, it it means a lot that I've been so blessed to be able to live this life and be with such tremendous people and over several generations. You had said to me, you've been, your family's been around for a hundred years and that's kind of, I never thought of it that way, but that's, that's my life. I've been a part of it. Father Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to share your stories and your love of Notre Dame with us. Thank you. Father Joe Carey, CSC, joining us. What what a great man on Focus on Faith here at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Those were some fun stories, weren't they? So many stories. <laughs> like you said, going over such a long period of time. I had to edit out about 10 minutes worth of stories, too. <laughs> there was a lot of good stuff in there. What stood out for you? Um, gosh, I... I just think his uh, his last point was kind of a, a life well lived at Notre Dame and seeing the impact of Notre Dame. You know, we, at least for me, I grew up here. Sometimes I think we may take it for granted if we're local people, but um, yeah, what a neat, <laughs> neat thing and what a long time. Yeah, absolutely. 80 years old, still going strong. He's uh, currently the chaplain for the Alliance of Catholic Education and also the chaplain for the women's lacrosse team. So thanks to Father Joe Carey for joining us on Focus on Faith. What's the difference between Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and a bank? Well, banks are owned by investors looking to make a profit. Notre Dame FCU is different. We are a not-for-profit, member-owned cooperative. Our mission is to help our members improve their lives by providing products and services to save them money. If we end up with too much money ourselves, we simply give it away to our members' favorite charities. Last year, over a million dollars. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union.